And she's found that L&L is in with the mob. Who isn't in with the mob? So this is more... Wait, which mob? The. There's a couple. I don't know. She didn't specify. I don't know. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jaffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hundred Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. The way I would distract prison guards would be to ask them um, about their children and have them, and then they'll just like never shut up, you know? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 20-year-old. Why can't I ever say my own age? It's like I'm like in such deep, like subtextual denial about yeah. how old I am. <clears throat> I am a 29-year-old writer and journalist. Wow. Because I'm not really a TV critic because I just, mm. I do random just, things. Yeah, I mean, I don't say I'm a TV critic either. Yeah, but, well, because that's because this is what we're doing That right used now. to be my main source of writing. Y'all know we're TV critics. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah, but my other job is journalism. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to do it again. No, I'm going to keep all that in, so go ahead. All right. From beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC, I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the way I would distract prison guards is with a musical number, duh. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't think of that. I was, like, really afraid that you were going to take that from me. I guess I was just, like, thinking about distracting them in a different way. Oh, by, like, one-on-one instead of, like, a spectacle? Yeah. Mm, I see. Mm. Mm. Today we have words to say about episode 305 of Riverdale, The Great Escape. The Great Escape. It's the sweet escape. <laughs> ooh ooh this is fun. We haven't been able to just sit down and like do a pod without wearing headphones since 301. Oh, and we get so loud without knowing it when we have headphones on. It's so true. <laughs> and yeah, even we've done like a whole bunch of lost pods since then too. Yeah. And you know we've been recording always. sporadic Sabrina ones. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like we haven't done this long time. I'm like we did this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but we only do that for like 15 minutes and It's true. So the name, uh, The Great Escape, was a 1963 American World War II epic film that depicts an escape by British Commonwealth prisoners of war from a German POW camp. Oh, boy. I know. Okay. It's like a, it's a film classic. Yeah. The Great Escape. Okay. I've never seen it. Me neither. But I know this about it. Uh, Tudor Boot. Toot. Toot. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I've got some thoughts from listeners. So thank you for DMing us at... Twitter user, at Solitary Teacup. Mm -hmm. Loved that. Um, They say, hey guys, I'm a big fan of your Riverdale podcast. Thank you so much. Hi, you're so nice. I was wondering what you guys think of Nana Rose and Penelope's relationship now that we know more about their past. Be great to hear your thoughts on the next podcast. Also, does Cheryl know her mom was raised to blossom? I know you have lots to discuss, so you may not get to it. Oh, oh, we are getting into it. like, (laughs) when she read this out to me, I like stopped walking like through our apartment. I was like, oh my God. Because we never even thought about that. No. Um, you may not get to it, but I think it'd be an interesting point of discussion given Nana Rose's various interactions with Penelope and Cheryl. Thanks so much for all the work you put into the podcast. First of all, thank you. I love you so much. And Angel. Yeah, we didn't even, we didn't even like, Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I guess I just forgot Nana Rose existed for a quick sec. <laughs> just like the show does. So it's like, given this now, I have far less sympathy for Nana Rose than mm-hmm. I did before. And like, she's much more of like the grandmother that said you should have drowned one of them. Rather than the grandmother who was just like, Tony, please save Cheryl. Yeah, now it's like, that seems even more out of character than it did the first time. Yeah. Like, do you think we'll ever see Nana Rose again? We have to, right? When's the last time we saw her? 
just a couple episodes ago, right? We saw her this season, I'm pretty sure. Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Remember being like, oh, they brought Nana Rose back, but. Girl, I do not remember seeing Nana Rose. Okay, hold, please. It's hold. I thought we did. Maybe the wikia hasn't been updated about it. I don't know why I thought we did. Maybe not. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think we did. Because Cheryl hasn't been anywhere near Thistle House. But Nana Rose doesn't live, like, Cheryl emancipated and said, like, oh, it's just me and Nana Rose now. Like, Cheryl loves Nana Rose. Which is confusing, because now it's like, oh, but Nana Rose was low-key, like, super evil and was into incest. And was, like, part of, like, that dude getting murdered. Yeah! Where far art thou, Nana Rose? Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's, like... I, I didn't even think about the implications of that, but now it, it totally changes she and Penelope's relationship. Mm-hmm. Because, one, that's not her biological mother, I guess. Well, I was never going to be a biological mother. Was it? No, it was No, it's always, his. It was always Clifford's. Yeah. But we always assumed that Nana Rose was, I mean, assumed fairly, that Nana Rose was Penelope's mother-in-law. And now it's that she's actually- She was raised by Nana Rose, Her too. mother, yeah. But she never calls her mother, does she? Ew, this is so creepy. Yeah. We thought he was that Nana Rose was her mother-in-law, but it's her mother. Kinda. Ew. <sighs> this pine's nasty. <laughs> and I bet you it never gets brought up again. No. Yeah. Well, no. Maybe not. Womp womp. Did you ever find out what happened to their dad? To Clifford? No, to Nana Rose's husband. Uh no, I don't think so. I don't think they ever talk about him. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Well, thank you at Twitter, Twitter at, Twitter user at Solitary Teacup for uh, asking us said question. It's a very good question that I wish I had the answer to. So if you guys ever find that we totally fully missed something, send us a DM or send us a voicemail. We're about that. Yeah. Thanks. And our next one comes from Frances. Um, she is FM Nevis 13. Nevis? Neves? I thought it was Neves, but it Neves? I've never heard her say it. Frances, so. how you say? How you say? Uh, she is... Has so many good thoughts. And this is continuing on from, like, we seem to constantly be talking about how the lodges integrate Spanish language into, like, how they speak. So this is Francis's point of view. Is just a thought about the use of, of different words, phrases with cultural significance in the show. I don't think it's weird or out of place for Hermione to use the term mija with Veronica. I'm not sure about who all is in the writer's room, but I do know that Roberto Aguar-Sagasa, I think that's how you say his name, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Writer Ross on Twitter, he is the creative officer of RG Comics and the showrunner in Riverdale, is from Nicaragua. So for all we know, the inclusion of the term could come from personal experience directly from him. Personally, I think it shows a lot about where Hermione comes from and how she views, values her relationship with Veronica, which is what I said last week. Mm-hmm. To me, it's one of the things that humanizes her the most. Also, it's a reminder that Hermione wasn't always of high class, and more often than not, terms of endearment are taught from a young age. That's probably how her mother referred to her, and so she bestows that on Veronica. I think it's a small gesture meant for the kids who had that relationship with their parents' family members, not to say that various Spanish-speaking places it isn't viewed differently. I just think that it's a clever way of differentiating how Veronica's parents see her. One with love and reverence, and one as a condescending and as and as if she is incapable. Ultimately, I don't think it sounds out of place, but rather, at the very least, is a useful way to subtly depict these relationships. Noise. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything to add because I think that beautifully demonstrates, like, the word just means different things to different people. Yeah. And it's all up, like, to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Having said that, Hermione in um, does have a scene later where she integrates um, Spanish in a lot more, like, I think, organic ways. Yeah, I because, agree. Yeah. So I think, like, the writers are working on that, but I do like this, like, perspective and I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Cool. So the way we kind of are doing this again, it's like, it's kind of weird. It's like there are two storylines and then they fork into one. Yeah. Or I guess the opposite of fork. But, um, but they, they like- uh, One might say merge. Merge. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. They spoon into- Ew. Okay, so <laughs> basically I'm gonna take care of the two tines of the fork and you're gonna take care of the handle of the fork. Indeed. Okay, cool. So we are That is to say to- we're going chronologically. Basically, yeah. it's, like we're going chronologically through the fir- for the through the second half, but the first half we're not going chronologically. All right. Okay. Let's start with the G and G stuff. Okay. Okay. Cool. So Jughead is saying that he is. They're all stuck in the fortress of the Gargoyle King. They're all trapped, and there's a legion of gargoyles who will descend to feed on them. And they've all planned a- an escape because the guard kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And of course, that all parallels like what's actually going on in the Archie storyline. The Legion of Prisoners. So cool. Um, I had a thought about this like opening monologue. Yes, you did. And in most of the other, I can't remember about the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in season one and season two, the opening monologue slash closing monologue is always Jughead talking in some flowery language and stuff. But writing his book, writing writing yes. his book exactly his manuscript. And now, since we see him later typing on his typewriter, he's all he's ty- all he's writing now is quests for G and G. So I think like that's shown through the through the monologues. They are still flowery language, still telling us exactly what we need to know, but in the realm, in the lens of G and G instead. And I think that's cool. Do you think he would then include those quests in the book to be like, here's where my head is at when I was doing this? Mm. I don't, I, that didn't occur to me. I feel like if it was Jughead, he'd be like, this doesn't fit with my, with the, with the... The tone of the book? Yeah. Yeah. The aesthetic. Yeah. So after, you know, their plan fails in the Archie storyline, they've rolled a one, and so everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I have a pretty basic outline of how it works. If you want to do something, you roll the dice. If you get a high number, then the, then the... DM, ooh, do you want to talk about that? Oh, apparently the, we thought it was like the DM, well, DM is the equivalent in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, and we were like, oh, so GM must be for Griffin the Gargoyles. Yeah. And then our friend Claire, who's Claire Willett on Twitter, said, um, BC Dubs, we just, they're all called GMs now. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty handy to know. <laughs> so yeah, if you get a high number, then the GM would be like, oh, cool, like you're victorious. Or if you're a middle number, it's like, oh, it kind of went okay. And then if you get a low number, then it's like everything has gone terribly, mm-hmm. right? So rolling a one is about as terrible as it can get. Everybody dies. Yeah. Betty shows up and this is like what the end of 303 was. And they're all playing G&G. Or everybody had played G&G. So basically mm-hmm. Betty spends a lot of the first half of the episode being like, Here's what I learned yesterday, everybody else, you know? Yeah, she's basically, like, regurgitating the plot in the last episode, and yeah. I'm like, I mean, I guess that's crucial, but we don't have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, what do you mean? Exposition, exposition, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. That's just how you write television sometimes, though, so that's just how it happens. That's just go. how it be. Um, so Jughead's like, what? They all played Garga griffins and gargoyles that's crazy one thing that i did notice is that jug has like the game board like the box mm-hmm. and i don't think we knew that before no that there was that i thought he had the box the no. only box that we ever saw was last episode yeah. in crab apple's desk so okay that's mm-hmm. good to know saying that one of the midnight club killed felix featherhead 
So another victim of alliterative names. Watch out, Archie Andrews. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so Jughead Jones says <laughs> <laughs> that he feels like they've kind of been like playing this the game like the whole time. Like it's not just now. Yeah. It's like they've been playing this whole time. Like when they rescued Hot Dog, that was totally just a quest, right? Because it was like a thing that you did for one night. And you Which did kind it. of makes sense because remember when we were watching that episode, I was like, "Wow, Jughead's whole plot this episode was to save a dog. That's weird, but also same." Now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, they're saying he's saying that like the serpents and the ghoulies are just like warring sides who are going against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they Betty said that they have nine suspects, so that's like the amount of characters that there were. So like the five members of the Midnight Club, and then the four members of like that other group that came in as well. The other Midnight Club. Yeah, the Ooh. Midnight. A a bit after Midnight Club. I feel like what happened was they were just like, yeah, we're called the Midnight Club. And they're like, what's what's yours called? And they're like, well, now I'm embarrassed to to say. (laughs) Well, now I'm embarrassed to say. And they're like, we'll just go with Midnight Club. That one's cooler. We're all the Midnight Club. Yeah. Like, we were the Um, the 1201 Club. The 1201 Club? Oh, because. It's one minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Jughead brings up the fact that Elderver is an anagram for Riverdale. Wow, we're stupid. We are stupid. That did not even... It's so obvious now. In my defense, I don't know if this is in your defense. It's not. I thought Elderver, like when I heard it, Mm -hmm. I spelled it out in my brain. And so I thought it was E-L-D-E-R-V-A-R-E. And I was like, okay, no I's in there. Mm. So nothing to do with that. Your excuses. I have no excuse. Yeah. I watched it on Netflix the next day with... Subtitles. Oh wow! Oh, this is so. More I looked at it the okay. way it was spelled, um, and that didn't even. Occur well, to me. you're you're more of a numbers lady, anyway. That's true. Yeah. So Elderver is an anagram for Riverdale, which I think is kind of weird because we've heard about it being in other places. Like he what? talks about how oh, it's like only in Riverdale, but they mentioned somebody have like like last episode they said like we heard people were playing it at Seaside, and we know that. Archie's, uh, that L&L is, like, close to Seaside because where they're fighting is Seaside, like, recreational, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, but in season two, the serpents, when they were like, oh, the serpents, like, aren't going to go to Riverdale High, they're going to go to Seaside High, they said, like, oh, that's, like, an hour bus ride. Well, I would imagine it just kind of, like, spreads to the surrounding towns, though. Like, that's not that. It's not like it's, like, in New York yeah. or in L.A. It's just, yeah. like, that sort of area of mm. the state. Yeah. That and it originated in Riverdale, but at least we know that like the person who made it like is from Riverdale, is from here. Yeah, because why would they do that if they were from? Somewhere Which else? rules out a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he also said that it's not on the internet. So it's just them, which I think is nuts. Because the internet, the internet would be like, wow, really? Yeah, may I help you? Like, <laughs> why are you playing this? Dungeons and Dragons is right there. Yeah. <laughs> so Jug is talking about how he's seeing patterns and everything, and he really thinks that they can catch the Gargoyle King and stuff. And I'm like, you think real dang highly of yourself, don't you? Who is this dude? Jughead? Like, yeah, when is, like, when is the, like, actual Jughead gonna come back? Like, they had him go full crazy for an episode. Yeah. Just to kind of fit the narrative they needed. I was yeah. like, why well, Jughead would not do this. Wouldn't do, like, which? Like, go this nuts and go this hard. And then, like, you know, like, sh- like state his dominance over Sweet Pea and Fangs. Mm. Like, it was so weird. I definitely feel weird about the dominance over those two. But I think that, I totally think he would immerse himself in something like this. If, and, and but not, so quickly? Not just to play the game, though. Because, like, if it was just a game, he'd be like, whatever. But because this is, like, this is a mystery that he needs to solve, you know? I, I would argue that, except that he didn't care to try and help Betty find... 
the nine suspects. That's true. I guess, yeah, for some reason he thinks that he would be more useful doing this, which makes no sense. It's so weird. Because he really thinks that instead of doing, like, the actual work, if he can just, like, be good enough at G&G, then he'll just ascend to the Gargoyle King and he'll be like, why'd you guys waste your time doing mystery stuff when you could have just played the game? Yeah, I think he just, he drank the fresh aid and he's like, I'm ready, you know? Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's like anybody could be like, yeah, I'm on level seven now, you know, like how do they know? It seems like people really believe that the Gargoyle King is like watching every single game so that he like knows and that's creepy as heck. But now like Jughead knows the Gargoyle King is watching. Yeah. I do not like. Okay. Um, Betty is talking about how it's like really messing up his head and everything's garbage and Jughead sees it as clarity. This is why I was like, who is this guy? I'm like, okay, goodbye. Okay. So he's saying that you have to become a game master to catch a game master. And I'm like, I guess that's fair, but you're going nuts. I guess it's fair, but you forgot to like teamwork. And Betty's like, okay, well, as long as you're safe down here, bye. (laughs) I don't have to worry about it. She's like, I'm going to go do real work. Um, have fun with your dumb board game. Yeah. (laughs) So in the next scene, Betty is talking to Josie, Kevin, and Reggie, and they're like, what? No way. Our parents played G&G? What? Our parents were together? That's crazy. And Kevin's like, um, that sounds fake because my dad is way cooler than your guys' parents. It's like, oh, buddy. Is he, though? No, he's not. No, I don't no. think so. Um, but basically, Betty is like, go find out info from your parents. Be subtle. Yeah, notice that she says be subtle. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's just like, hey guys, um, what do you know about this? And Josie's like, cool, nice. Well, the last thing Kevin has ever been is subtle. Remember when he and Betty tried to go undercover to catch Chick via fa- FaceTime? Like, <laughs> that was bad. He was really bad at it. Yeah. So like I said before, all of Jughead's writing is going into G&G and writing new quests and stuff. SPF have stolen some arrows. Why? For funsies. Also, Cheryl says they've gotten to, like, what is it, the arsenal or something? The arsenal, yeah. I was like, y'all have an arsenal of arrows, but not guns. I think she was speaking metaphorically. Oh, all right. Personally. Okay. Might have not. And they're just, like, shooting them into the sky? Hey, I have a question. Yes? Where are the other serpents? That's a great question. Thank you. Where- where are they? I don't know. Okay. And they didn't even hit the thing they were trying to hit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so bad. <laughs> like, Fangs, like, throws it in the air and Sweepy's like, oh, and they're like, oopsie. Oh, well, next time, lol. Like, they literally, <laughs> I don't know. Tony and Cheryl were like, we were doing things in a tent. And I'm like, in a tent? Yeah, first of all, in a tent? How far were you away from those boys? Second of all, why were, why are you sharing this? Mm. Third of all, in a tent? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, fourth of all, mm. stop keeping all Choney stuff, Shoney stuff off screen. Mm. Put it on screen. Mm. Put it on screen. Okay. Wouldn't it have been it? There were some kisses. I know, but wouldn't it have been, like, more impactful if you saw them sitting in the tent and then, like, an arrow whizzes by Tony's head and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, like, that's how the scene went. Mm. Then you have, like, a little bit more engagement. Yeah. Plus, okay. then you get to see Jughead go, what the hell, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so these dopes want to go off board. And they're like, hey, Jughead, why are you in charge? And Jughead's like, because I'm freaking crazy. I'm freaking crazy. And he's like, oh, I'll just put this aluminum can on my head. Cheryl, shoot it. And of course, Cheryl is the dead eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, This kind of ruins our theory that you can't you can't play as any of the characters that the parents were playing as. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And so he's like. Okay, well, Sweepy, you do this if you're such a badass. And Sweepy's like, listen, I'm a badass, but I'm not an idiot. Yo, but like, 
the trust that Jughead has in Cheryl to not miss, Mm -hmm. like, either he trusts Cheryl implicitly and knows that she wouldn't miss because she's a trained archer, or he really has no regard for his own personal safety because he's way too deep into the game Mm. and thinks, oh, well, if I die, I die. Both. Ooh, yeah, both. Yeah. And so then Jughead's like, well, don't defy me again, bitch. I don't like this power trip. Me neither. He's like, um- like, it was really fair when Sweepy was like, why are you in charge? You're the Serpent King. Why do you be the Game Master, too? And it's like, he's right, and he should question that. Yeah, let him do something. The King is not supposed to go unquestioned. Yeah. Like, FP did things by committee. Why do- Why isn't Jughead- This is why you don't put a 16-year-old boy in charge of a gang. I don't know. Snaps. Just- Just thoughts. So speaking Feelings. of- Opinions. So speaking of FP, he's pissed. <sighs> he's boy. like, hey, boy, don't do that. And so he's like, oh, hey, you're not supposed to be playing G&G. And Jughead's like, you played G&G and I am your son. <laughs> and FP's like, oh, damn it. Damn it, Alice. <laughs> right. Um, so it turns out that Alice told everything, but he says that that was her version of events, not his version of events. So when are we getting FPs? I'm very interested in FPs. If like, And when did FP and Alice talk about this? If there was nine full episodes that was just like the nine suspects versions versions of what happened that night i would watch them all yep 100 but i want i want it to be intercut with um more team adult stuff because mm. i want to see more of fp and yeah. Alice. yeah yeah so he's like oh like somebody else could have done it didn't have to be one of us somebody else could have done it featherhead could have been doing like his own game which, which I is thought, possible which i thought yeah i feel like a genius and it's like Featherhead could have been playing his own game because Warden Norton currently, like, apparently is. So it's Featherhead plausible. Featherhead could have done his own suicide. He yeah. could have been the one who planted the chalices in the first place. But and then been who the game put him master in the, cl- the whole time. But then who put him in the closet? One of the kids who panicked mm. saw a dead guy and thought, "Oh, this problem." Put uh, in the closet. Guy. And I mean, they were high at the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, like it was probably the person who planned Ascension Night." would have killed him. Mm-hmm. Daryl question mark? We still think Daryl's dead because we saw yes. some promotional photos for next episode, I believe. Yeah. And it looks like m- looks like Marty Mantle. Yeah. Isn't it? I think it's Marty Mantle. Could be Daryl. But my guess is No, I think it's Marty it's, Mantle. My guess that it's Marty Mantle. And we think Daryl we I still think Daryl's dead. I think he is too. Dead um, or missing. But Betty is just like, we have nine suspects. So I'm like, okay, well maybe she doesn't know that Daryl's dead. I don't know. We'll see. But Jughead doesn't even think that it could have been someone from the night. I think it's Jughead who says it. Not someone from the night, Midnight Club. It could have been somebody who has been in it longer and who's in it deeper. Yeah. Okay. Now we have the McCoys and the Kellers. They are at lunch or brunch, if you will, uh, at Pops. And they're like, hey, you guys, like, (laughs) we never get to do this. How did you guys meet even? The way that they met was they went to school together. They played Midnight Club, kissed. Yeah. Um, wow, you just summed the last episode perfectly. Yeah, done. Um, they went to school at the same time, but they weren't really friends. They didn't really run in the same circles, you know. Their lips didn't touch. No, not at all. But why are they lying? Because they fully dated- they were dating before the Midnight Club even happened. Yeah, they don't have to lie about this. But they did say secretly last episode because their parents were racist, but that doesn't mean that- They don't have to keep hiding it. That- yeah, I don't know why they're- are they hiding it from them so that they're not like, oh, grandma and grandpa are racist. I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they care. Yeah. 
Sierra talks about how she was in the Model UN and the Volunteers of America, and Tom was in RROTC and on the boxing team. Okay? I love fun facts. Yeah. Oh, well, did you guys play G&G? No. I'm like, okay, Kevin, so you waited, you asked, like, two questions, and then you, (laughs) like, that's not subtle. He could have at least been like, did you guys play G&G? Because, like, everyone around here is playing it, and the game looks, like, pretty old. Yeah. Like, there could have been any way of him to, like, make that... Not awkward. Yeah. But he did it. (laughs) And um, they're like, no, like, we weren't really about that. Like, we knew people who were playing, but yeah, we didn't really do that. We weren't that big of nerds. We definitely didn't run around the school at night wearing costumes. Yeah, no, I don't. They're like, yeah, we weren't really about it. Yeah, okay, but you were fully. Yeah, you were, like, fully, like, huge nerds. So Jughead, like, finishes, finishes, because at the end he's like, I didn't know what the ending was going to be. But, um... Jughead is like pretty much finished his story Mm -hmm. and so he goes out there and he's like hey serpent bros let's play we're gonna play tomorrow night and they're like yay and I'm like I love the part where he's like cancel all your plans I'm like okay well their plans were to sit in front of this fire yeah they they did not have plans yeah I guess the reason why Cheryl is staying with them is because she doesn't have a house yeah but technically Thistle House was left to Nana Rose Mm -hmm. and Thornhill was left to Penelope Mm -hmm. which is she might just be sleeping over it yeah that's that's true. But where are the other serpents? The serpents don't strike me as people who are like, oh, we're going to head to bed early tonight. Yep. You know? <laughs> like, they'd be up and hanging out, right? They just didn't want to cast extras. Yeah. So now, back in, I think, the blue and gold, Josie and Kevin are saying, yeah, they didn't admit anything. They were basically just lying about stuff. And that's the worst when you're, like, testing somebody and they fully lie they to fail, you. And you're yeah. like, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, but it turns out they're going to get married. We need to talk about this. Yeah. Tom has a wife. Okay. Yeah. So Sierra has told Josie that she and Miles, who yes. is Josie's dad, yes. were getting a divorce. And that's fine. That's fine. Good. Like, okay, live your life. Yes. But the only thing that we've heard about Kevin's mom was that one episode, I believe it was... 207, Mm -hmm. Tales of the Dark Side, when Veronica went down to the Keller's basement and Tom was, like, talking about how his wife was overseas. Kevin's mom was overseas uh, in the military. I wish we would have gotten a throwaway line where Kevin was like, oh, yeah, my parents are also getting a divorce because right now it just seems kind of gross because we haven't heard anything about their relationship. Even around season two, they could have been like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, she's overseas, but they haven't been together for a long time. Yeah. That would have solved every problem. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah, like they're separated for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But instead it's like, Tom, you're married. Try not to cheat on your wife challenge. It's like. And then he failed it. Yeah. Kevin could have been like, yeah, like my mom's mostly, she lives like way over there, but she's just like keeping some of her stuff at our house. You know? Like. It's just, it's weird. And I feel like the writers maybe forgot. Yeah. Um, because... It's been a while. Yeah. So Betty's like, oh, like, are they using it as a distraction then? And it's like, no, they love each other. They love each other. And also, convenient. They just want to be together. It's been so long. It's true. They just, like, they said they would wait for each other, and now they're finally getting... They're finally getting what they deserve. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) And then we learned that when Reggie asked his dad, Marty Mantle gave him a black eye, so that's cool. Marty Mantle seems like a bad person. Yeah. So that's neat. Can't really say he made me think he was a good person last episode. Yeah. So I guess it tracks. I mean, they did raise Reggie. That's true. Have you seen Reggie? I don't know how. I'm trying to put this together with uh, FP's father. Why? Somehow. Just because we know that like that, you know, FP's dad gave him a 
broken wrist. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we can parallel, like, we don't, we have no indication as to whether Marty's father was not the best. If it was, then we could make the connection that Marty did become like his father. Okay. And FP chose not to become like his father. Okay. That's it. That's all I have. I think, I'm just sad. I think after next week, we might have more material for that. Yeah. Uh, cool. So Veronica comes in and she's like, we have to save Archie. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We were on the Griffiths and Gargoyle storyline. This was way more interesting. Please. Yeah, no. please. No. If I were here, I'd be like, I don't freaking think so. Yeah, a jailbreak sounds kind of exhausting. I feel like I'm not going to prison for Archie. Yeah, no. I don't know. Mm, I probably, I'm not going to prison for anybody. Yeah, it's not really worth it. So, yeah, I'm just not about illegal things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, Betty goes down to the bunker. And she's like, hello. I'm really upset that they're like, nobody knows this bunker is here. And I'm like, hello. Like, obviously we can't trust Mineta, but like, if an actual police officer was on this case, Dilton's bunker would be a breakthrough. Yeah. I don't know why you trust yourself more than the actual trained police with this information. This is a gold mine of evidence. But that's that's Betty and Jughead in, nut- in a nutshell. Yeah. Because they do actually get, like, all of the stuff done. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Jughead's like, oh, like, we're gonna start a new quest. Like, do you want to join? And of course, Betty's like, no, because she promised her mom that she wasn't gonna play. Yep. Um, are you still under the impression that she will eventually play? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Under, like, pressured circumstances. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, Jughead, like, will you help with the plan? And he's like, no, I'm busy, I'm busy. playing. Which is yeah. me. A great excuse, really. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm what do you, playing What do you mean game. you're busy? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm busy. Busy. So uh, she's like, oh, well, we have to, like, save Archie. Like, what's wrong with you? And Jughead's like, oh, perfect. See, it felt like my story was really lacking heart. And now it's like bring in this Archie thing and then and then it'll really like and I'm like what does your story need heart for you're only playing with Sweet Pea, Fangs, Cheryl and Tony and like it's not like he and Archie have really shown like that they're close friends you don't have to impress them you've already gotten a can shot off your head (laughs) yeah you've already proven yourself to those idiots so I don't know what you're trying to do but whatever um, just trying to have fun with his friends yeah and so she's like hello like this is real life this is Archie's actual life this isn't a game. And I'm like, that's fair, but also I don't want to help you because it's illegal. Also, it's not a game, so why are a bunch of teenagers planning a jailbreak? Mm, great point. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. know. Um, And so Betty's like, you know what? I'm gonna take your motorcycle. And Jughead's like, okay, you didn't, never learned how to ride it, so yeah. have fun with that. It's like, and then they were like tweeting and like, the writers were tweeting and they were just like, oh, Betty's been practicing for years. I'm like, well, last season, at the beginning of last season, she literally was afraid to get on the back of it. And she said that Alice would kill her if she showed up like that. And that was like in canon like a couple months ago. So, so like, which is it? What's the truth? So yeah, that's cute and fun and good and fresh. We will come back to this storyline. Yep. Once we finish doing all the Varchie stuff. Yes. Cool. So moving on to the Varchi stuff, Archie and Joaquin have been planning this escape. And shut up Baby Teeth, who cut the power off to the fence so that they could escape. Okay, am I the only one who thinks this is a bad escape? Terrible. And also, like, how did they get Baby Teeth in on it and the two dudes who are fighting when they're, like, well. when they're like, what okay, do they benefit? Yeah, what do they benefit? They're just going to get in more trouble for doing that yep. when they're not even going to get the opportunity to escape. I don't get it. I don't know how you talk people into that. I guess it's like they should have mentioned something about like trading rations mm. or trading something. You yeah. Know, like some kind of exchange of <clears throat> goods and services. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I guess we're just supposed to assume those are like good guy basketball players. Love them. Is that Peter and Thumper? Yeah. Sure. And they're like, okay, well, it's now or never. Let's go. And so Joaquin does the little serpent signal thing. <laughs> and the riot, little, little riot things start. But as they're running away, Joaquin falls. Joaquin, what the hell? And Archie saves him because Archie's a good person. Yo, what a great, like, moment for Archie. This is Goblet of Fire when Cedric is, like, yep. getting taken by the maze and Harry's like, I have to turn back and save Cedric. Yep. It's a true hero moment. It really is. That we actually don't get a lot with Archie, or we do when it's a stupid choice. But, like, when he goes back for Joaquin, and then when he takes all those bullets for him, that's a big damn hero moment. I'm honestly a little bit disappointed in how that Joaquin and Archie kiss went down. I'm a little confused by it. Oh, I have thoughts on that for okay, later. I look forward to them, because... None of them are nice. Okay. Yeah, um, but, like, I saw, like, knowing that the kiss was going to happen, I saw the beginnings of Joaquin liking Archie in, like, multiple times at the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Archie saving him, Archie taking the bullets for him, Archie being like, I'm gonna come back for you, Archie, you know, and so... That's called queer baiting. So I, yeah, I was like, oh, cute, and then I was like, oh, not so cute. Yeah, no, that's just queer baiting. Yeah. And so, yeah, they all get shot with rubber bullets, except for Joaquin, who's lucky, I guess. Well, he's been through enough. He's been through enough. Yeah. He got beat up that one time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Joaquin, like him picking Joaquin and then Joaquin getting beat up and stuff. I wonder if that was like part of a quest that Warden Norton gave him or something. I don't know. <gasps> oh my God, that would be amazing. But then after Archie's like, we're going to escape. And Joaquin's like, I'm about it. I'm like, when did Joaquin get brainwashed? I don't get it. Maybe, maybe he was beaten into submission. Maybe. And that's why he was all beat up and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a very of an abuser to be like, you deserved this and now, now, like, you're better for it. Yep. You know? Yep. You. Gross. Okay, cool. Um, Veronica's reading the wall beat journal. That made me laugh so hard. I love it. Why are you beating the wall? Oh, because the news lately is so horrible that you just gotta punch stuff. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. And it's, like, a, an article about American excess or something. <laughs> Um, Hiram just got back from his runs and he's like, oh, Veronica, you oh, should come. Oh, Hiram's here? Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Good night. And he's like, oh, Veronica, you should come on my runs with me. And she's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> he's like, you should come on my runs with me. And I'm like, you would spend the whole time trying to impress her because you're a loser. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, look how fast I can run. And like, Veronica's like, who cares? It's like, he's like, oh, Veronica, come on runs with me. Like, Archie used to come on runs with me, and then we would go to Pop, and we would eat gross things. And then I would try to intimidate him, but it didn't really work, but then it did work, because then he worked for me, and, like, we were best friends for a while. And she's like, I already know all this stuff, and I'm sad. She's like, can you be less obsessed with Archie? Thank you. (laughs) And so he's he's wearing his Riverdale wrestling shirt. Sure, because... Grown men in their 40s still wear their high school gear, and it still fits. Like, it's interesting that it doesn't say Riverdale High Wrestling. No. Well, maybe he joined a wrestling league. But the logo is weird. Yeah, it's, like... I don't even know what it was. It's, like, two people planking on each other. (laughs) Or something. That's what it looks like. I want to know what his tattoo is. Yes. Because I can't tell if that's actually Mark Consuelos' tattoo or not. And he's like, oh, like, I heard that Archie was the ringleader of an escape attempt. Like, maybe they'll add another year to his sentence or whatever. And Veronica's like, whatever, I'm gonna break Archie out. I don't even care what it takes. I'm like, don't tell him that. Yeah, don't don't tell the guy that you're trying to avoid your whole plan. Also, if Archie escapes, Hiram's gonna be like, oh, hello, police officers who are looking for Archie. My daughter said something about this. I can uh, point you in the exact right direction. And so he calls Warden Norton. 
And he says, yes, Warden Norton, please. So, like, what did they say? Yo, Hiram, is that you? Yes, Warden Norton, please. Hey, what's up? Are you looking for Warden Norton? Yes, Warden Norton, please. Like, what? Like, I don't open- I don't pick up the phone and then say, yes, as the first thing I say. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is such a TV thing to do. Yeah. Is be like, yeah, uh, Warden Norton, please. And you're like, you say hello. Yeah. Don't you have to, like, press like, a couple buttons first? You're like, um, how can I help you? Yeah. Oh, wait. Nope, that's it. How can I help you? Yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, um, Warden Norton, please? Yeah, but Done. he doesn't say, yeah, um, Warden Norton. He says, yes, Warden Norton, please. Yeah, it's- It's not how can I help you, it's can I help you today? There you go. Maybe. Why did we just spend time doing that? It was important. It was not important it at was. all. It was. It was important to me. We're stupid. No. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. So Archie is tied down. Who? How do you- Archie. Who? Archie? I don't know him. He's tied down. How do they tie him down without him waking up? Why are you asking questions? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. He gets branded with like a rune-like looking thing. We don't know what rune it is right do now. Do you know though. how hard it is to make something like that? Like the Gargoyle King had to send out to have that like thing specifically smelted. Mm-hmm. Like by a blacksmith. Yeah. For a branding thing. Mm-hmm. Like did some like cow brander would get the order and be like, what the hell is this thing? Alright. And then just like make it for him. I have so many questions about how this was created. And I feel like he's he must have used it before too. It wasn't on Mad Dog though. That's true. Mm-hmm. Could have been under his pants though. Cause Archie's isn't like above his pant line, you know? Ew! He's like, uh, yeah, just on the, like, you pull him down, just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay, now brand near his ass. And I'm like, what? That's what it is, though. That's where it is, though. Veronica, like, pulls his pants down a little bit and it's just like, what the heck is that? Again, I would, it's important to remind everyone, especially in this upcoming Varchi scene, these are all just 16-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. Just for, just thought I'd let everyone know. This is another parallel to the whole Nixium thing. Oh, the cult? Yeah. Yeah. People were branded in, in, on at Nixium. Yes. Um. The woman who did it, it was... She was branded with Keith and Allison's yeah, they, initials. Yeah. They, like, came up with a symbol of their initials and then, like, branded them. Yeah. And I think Nikki Klein, like, has that brand, too, from Battlestar Galactica. So all of this is very cult-like. And if it doesn't tie into the farm, I will just... I call bull. Yeah. But in the trailer, Joaquin says that it means sacrifice. So it's like, this is actually interesting because we're going to talk about um, the Judas kiss later when Joaquin kisses Archie because the Judas kiss um, is supposed to kind of like identify who it is who's going to be killed or sacrificed. Yeah, the sacrificial lamb. So that's like them being branded for sacrifice. Yeah. Twice he's getting this whole episode. Okay, so in a list of characters that I didn't think I'd ever see again, one of the people at the top of the list is freaking Elio. What the hell? What was El- Like, what does he have to do with anything? I looked it up because I thought, oh, we haven't seen him in forever. And he actually, like, was in, like, the third last episode. So yeah, we actually recent. saw him, like, yeah. fairly recently. It's a pretty neat way to solve that, like, problem, though, because yeah. Ronnie couldn't get that information herself. He yeah. needed someone who was pretty influential, mm-hmm. and obviously people like Nick st Clair are out yeah so yeah okay well hey nice yeah. i'm happy for the guy who plays elio yeah and and he's the casino guy mm-hmm. like the, all those dudes were like hey i own this i own it i own this he's the casino guy she calls his casino the miragio <laughs> god that made me laugh because it's like a mashup of bellagio and the mirage yeah fantastic Genius. i love that's like one of my favorite new riverdaleisms now mm-hmm 
the Miragio. Yeah. I hear your casino's giving the Miragio a run for its money, and I'm like, how? <laughs> That thing's probably in Vegas. Yeah. Um. One thing I did notice about the background, though, is that Veronica put up the portrait. Yeah. That Hiram gave her. You imagine like going to sit down at the bar and you're like, is that, is that a life size portrait of Veronica Lodge? Ew. I don't want to drink next to that. And maybe Hiram didn't put a camera in it, but like, if he didn't, do if it. he didn't, miss opportunity. Yeah. Seriously, like, I really thought that he did. It was, like, it was pretty clear that he did because he, like, came over and was just like, hello, this is a present for you. It's fully a Trojan horse. Here you go. You know what I mean? Yep. So if it wasn't, I think It's a Banksy painting and it'll just, like, shred itself. Shred itself, yeah. And so I think, yeah, Elio ends up being like, oh, cool. Well, if you did this better, then it would be good. And she's like, okay, thanks for mansplaining my business. Yeah, he's like, hey, if you served real liquor. And I'm like, all right, so none of those things are legal. Yeah. So cool. Love uh, that about you, Elio. Like, just go upstairs for to Pops if you want a drink. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Veronica mentions that she's at a dead end with the Innocent Project because Archie confessed. Uh, yeah, and then he was part of a prison riot. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to escape. Yeah. So I feel like he's not doing a lot to make himself look innocent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you get into prison and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Start committing crimes. You're going to stay in prison for the rest of your life. And she's found that L&L is in with the mob. Who isn't in with the mob? So this is more... Wait, which mob? The. There's a couple. I don't know. She didn't specify. I don't know. There's like mafias and stuff. Okay. She said the mob. The mob. The mob. Oh, man. I I miss when the Canadian mob was around. I don't. I like that mob. Oh, okay. Papa Papa Poutine. Oh, Papa Poutine. That way he was... He was Canadian mob. You know that part part where he's like, I'm talking through burps? It's like, take a breath, John. That's me right now. I'm just like talking through burps. I'm gross now. I've been talking through burps. Now I'm trying to like push them down and muscle through them. I'll be at dinner just doing the bread and the seltzer, filling up like a hot air balloon. And then I'm like, did you say that you were going to Italy? We have a travel agent. She has a travel agent. <laughs> I'm going to the kitchen. Does anyone need anything? For the, does anyone need anything? Just take a pause, John. But I noticed that L&L is like just part of like G&G, you know. It's just more alliteration stuff, just saying. Um, what else is there? And basically, Elio was like, listen, if I do something for you, you have to do something for me too. And she says that like she knows this and he'll be properly compensated. Because she's a lodge. But like... Okay, what did she give him then? Is it just money? Oh, that's a good point. What did she I give don't know. Him? Just money, maybe? I don't know. Um, so, uh, Veronica is making a transaction on her old-ass old ass cash register. It's vintage! It's vintage. And Elio calls, and he's like, hey, so I can get you into the thing, but you're gonna have to be my date. And she's like, cool. I love fashion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you also need a disguise. Yeah. He said dress incognito, and I was like, I would have taken that as, okay, wear black? Yeah. But he, you know, I guess she she got the memo. Yeah, whatever. Um, So cool. She's like, cool, what's this about? And he's like, you'll see, lol. So where they are is a decommissioned rec center. So it's not on prison property like we thought it might have been. No, we were very wrong about that. Elio was saying that he doesn't want to be there for, like, the actual escape, which is fair. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, But he'll, like, show her around and stuff. Yeah. And so they're in there, and Veronica recognizes Archie's abs. Again, 16. Honestly, that's fair, though. It's fair and it's funny, but, like, yeah. the only reason she recognizes it is because she's had sex with him a bunch of times. Yeah. 
They're 16. But I mean, I guess I'm just saying that like if, God forbid, my sister like had a hood over her head and they were walking her forward, I could tell it was my sister. I just know like her gait and I know, I, yeah, I don't know. I've spent enough time taking pictures of my sister for her Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That you'd be like, I know who that you'd is. You'd be like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. But Elio says like, don't worry about it. Like I heard that he always wins. Okay, great. Be like, except- well, she's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. The warden is like, he always wins except for the last time. Hmm. Mm. Um, Archie is in the locker room, like icing his hands because ouchies, because they go bare knuckles, right? Ouchie. That's Remember what, they- what I thought he was doing. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you want to talk about it? <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. And it, like, panned up from his lap up, like, to his face. And I was like, is he icing his balls? He wasn't. No. No, he wasn't. And that would be really weird if he was, because that's not how that fighting ring works. But, you know, Mm -hmm. just a brief look into my brain. So Monica Posh is here, except now she's Monica Norton, I guess. Get a better wig. Better wig. That wig is not good. It is bad. Um, And she says, oh, I only have 20 minutes. And she's like, hey, let's... Let's, instead of being productive, do gross things, even though we're teens. Are there- Okay, I'm sorry. I know that it's important- Oh, okay, actually, I just answered my own question. Okay. I was gonna say that it's a prison, like, why would they not have security cameras in the locker rooms? Like, I know that's a breach of privacy and you're not allowed to do that anywhere else, but it's a prison, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you would. Um, But then I remembered that they're not actually at the prison. Mm, Right. So there actually probably isn't security cameras in there. Still, I have a hard time believing she was allowed in there. I can't imagine that Elio got her into that. She probably paid someone. Yeah. So after they're all done and they're putting their freaking clothes back on or whatever. You know, like two minutes later. Honestly, like I must say, like, thanks for not showing so much. They've Mm -hmm. been more graphic and I appreciate when they're not. They're like, let's just skip that. Thanks for doing the bare minimum of what you shouldn't be doing anyway. Yeah. So she's like, okay, well, we have to break you out because, you know, I can't. I've tried being legal, but it's just not going to work. I don't think any of that sounds like a good idea. How about yeah. you? No, I'm... No. Um, and he's like, oh, well, like, no one has ever broken out of L&L before. And she's like, but we're not in L&L. Yeah. That's fair. That's good. Good point. Good point. But the security is really, really tight, so we can't use the main entrance. And he's like, oh, but uh, Warden Norton made me hose down the pool for blood before. I'm like, great. That's cute. You're like, oh, yeah, that's super weird. And there's a drain under the ring. Why did he have to do that if he won? I know, right? Warden Norton's like, here you go. Then you can have an extra medium fries next time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, let's do it, beach. So Archie's having lunch with the warden. This is a weird scene. I think I think I brought this up last episode, but it really feels like that part in season three of Lost. You know, Kate, they say you can have a shower, here's a dress, and then she gets to go and have breakfast with Ben. Yeah. And he's basically saying, actually, this is like pretty, pretty similar, actually, because I believe what Ben says is like, I'm letting you have this nice thing because for the next while, things are not going to be nice. And, like, the the undercurrent of all of it, like, they're having a nice dinner together. Yeah. Why does it have to be together? Yeah. And also, like, if- I know it's not, like, your final meal because Archie, like, isn't officially going to die, you know? Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you're put on death row, then you get, like, your last meal. Yeah. Wait, but, like, listen I s- to this now. It's good. Thank you. We're gonna put it- ASMR it up all the way up there. Hopefully you could hear that. You're welcome. It's a string. Um, and, but I still think Archie should have been able to have a say. Yeah. 
in his last meal. Yeah, if he really was eating like roasted potatoes, and I'm like, why eat roast potatoes when you could eat mashed? Yeah, hot take, but I feel like it's a good one. <laughs> My favorite. What's your favorite potato? Way way to have potatoes. French fry. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about you? I feel like I might be really stupid right now. Why? It's probably fries, but if not, pasta. Is pasta potatoes? Is it grain? Yeah. But I feel like there are potato pastas. Yeah, like gnocchi. Yeah, that. And french fries. Oh boy. I didn't go to to freaking school for culinary stuff. I didn't go to freaking school for food. I didn't go to freaking school for food. I didn't go to freaking school for math. I didn't go to school for math. I'm not good at cooking things. We've tried. Today was the first. Okay, listen, we've lived together for like, I think in total, we've lived together for maybe like four-ish, five-ish weeks now. And today's the first time that we successfully cooked chicken. Yeah, that was really embarrassing. And yesterday we cooked beef. Yeah. But until then, it has been like, get frozen chicken, like frozen chicken that you can just like pop in the oven and then they're like, then put sauce on it. You know, it's like, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the moral of the story is I don't go, I didn't go to freaking school for, for cooking, for food. No. Ooh, something that you noticed when we were watching was that um, the warden is eat, uh, drinking from a chalice. Yes, he is. Mm. Robin is playing Hogwarts any- Mystery. I like Hogwarts Mystery. Um, I don't have any thoughts other than, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, is that some kind of clue? And then it turned out, yes, it was a clue. Yeah, it was Thank a clue. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's interesting that he has one chalice here and one chalice in his office. Do you think that's the same chalice? Or do you think those are the that's the pair of chalices? I don't think that's the pair of pa- chalices because they're not big enough. Oh, you they're think pretty- it's just a chalice? Yeah, I think it's just a chalice because, like, they were pretty small. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even look to see if Archie was also drinking out of chalice. Oh, well. Uh, let us know if we're dumb. So he's planning on getting rid of Archie by having Mad Dog kill him, I guess. That sounds like really unfriendly. Slash Joaquin. And so this is going to be like his final fight because he has very powerful enemies. And by that, of course, he means Hiram. Hiram. And I'm like, powerful or just weirdly stubborn and like obsessed? And Archie doesn't know that, like he has the like an idea that Hiram, or that, sorry, that Mad Dog isn't actually dead, but- if, he, you know, with him saying, oh, I'm getting rid of you, he's probably just like, oh, crap, like, Mad just Dog like actually, Mad Dog. Yeah. he was actually murdered, maybe. So Archie asks, he just wants to know how Hiram framed him. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair, too. And, like, good. And, and it explains away, like, why they didn't have, at the time, we thought, testimony from those three, which yeah. is that they did, and they were paid off to lie. Yes, they were paid $10,000 each to perjure themselves and say that they saw Archie pull the trigger. Man, you gotta have to pay me so much more money to perjure myself than that. Fully. Like, fully. I'm like, you're paying me 50 or go away. This is me not being able to ever be a juror. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now they're hiding in Shadow Woods and the... Warden says that if it was him, he would go to the mines near Shadow Lake because no one would ever find them there. I wonder if Archie will remember this and, like, go to the mines near Shadow Lake and see if there's something there. Because why would he say that? I'm just looking at the name of the... Everyone's talking about how the mines at Shadow's like, Shadow Lake might actually be a Sabrina reference. Yeah, because the mines yeah. are important. Yep. Yeah. You think they are? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's some kind of like crossover thing where the mines at Shadow Lake are the same mines from Sabrina. Which is where they saw like the devil. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know why the warden would know about that, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. By the way, everybody, at this point of recording, we have seen half of Sabrina. Yeah. Um, we're, we're working on it. Uh, 
uh, an episode a day is what we're One trying day to do. Time. So, um, yeah. So Archie's asking the warden if Hiram like owns him. If he like is Hiram's dude. You don't own me. And he says that no mere mortal owns him owns his soul. Okay, loser. So the Gargoyle King hobby. owns your soul? The Gargoyle King is just Satan? I gotta go. Get a hobby. Get a job. Get away from everyone. You're weird. Uh, like, it's funny that, like, they're like, oh, like, there won't be any Riverdale, like, hardly any Riverdale crossover with Sabrina. But they're like, but there will be Sabrina crossover with, with Riverdale. Riverdale. I right? feel like they have way more, like, flexibility to do that. Yeah. Because Sabrina has to stand on its own, whereas Riverdale's so established. They yeah. can start throwing stuff in and it's like, oh, okay, you don't need to sell us on Riverdale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he's basically saying that, like, the Gargoyle King is always watching. Neat. Like Santa, but creepier. Yeah, like Santa. Yeah. Brittany. Robin. Would you like to tell people about our survey? Um, yeah, we have a survey. It is perpetually open. It's It can be found in the description of the episode. Um, It's basically where you tell you about you. And then you, you tell you, you about tell you. us about you. And then um, you also tell us about us, aka things that you like, things that maybe you think we could improve on, segments that you enjoy, ideas that you have, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so please um, fill it out for our entertainment and for yours. Yeah, and that's anonymous. But if you don't care about being anonymous, you can also DM us with any of your thoughts. True. Um, and we also have a Patreon. So Patreon is a service in which you can donate monthly to some of your favorite creators. And if we are included in that, that's dope of you. <laughs> um, our lowest is a dollar a month. And the way that our friend Scott likes to put it is that if you don't buy yourself a coffee once a month and hand it over to us, um, that would be really cool and wonderful of you. But also if you just like skip one trick to the dollar store and mm-hmm. you don't spend a dollar 25 because yeah. we don't have real dollar stores here. They're all dollar 25. Yeah. It starts at a dollar. Yeah, that's it. A dollar a month? That's nothing, bro. But then, like, it's a dollar is nothing to someone, but, like, it's everything to us. It's everything. It means so much to us to have people who care. So, thank you. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados, and that's also in the description if you're looking for it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank y'all. Okay, so now we're gonna switch narrators, and it's gonna be me from now on. I have the wrong document open for this. Cool. Um, love that. I'm a professional. You should definitely pay us for the things we do. (laughs) Okay, so now the two plot lines converge, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Actually, like, I I wasn't into it when I was watching the episode, but then it happened, and I was like, oh no, okay. I love the way that Sam put it. She was like, they knew I wouldn't care about the storyline unless they put the other storyline in there, and they did it right. So Ronnie gathers the gang at um, the speakeasy because I can't pronounce it in French. I know I'm Canadian. La Bonne Nuit. Is that it? La Bonne Nuit. I kept thinking it was something un nous, and I was like, that's not it. La Bonne Nuit. Um. So Jughead is narrating Archie's plight through, like, game metaphors. Love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah, from here on out, like, it's going to be double narration of Jughead. I did it again. Just take a pause, John. I tried! (laughs) Just take a pause, John. So from now on, it's going to be Jughead narrating basically the rest of the episode. Obsessed. So Ronnie says, hey, this plan is pretty haphazard, but we got to stick to it. And I'm like, those are two opposing ideas. (laughs) They need a distraction for the guards. So that equals small science montage. Small. Yeah, just a, just a little one. Since when do they know science? You know, I don't know. Reggie's a moron. Yeah, of all, yeah, but Reggie sold drugs, so maybe Reggie knows drugs. I, guess that's I don't. I don't know. I didn't go to school for science. I didn't go to school for math. I'm so interested in the fact that Jughead calls Archie the Red Paladin, and apparently the warden also like had the card that was like kill the Red Paladin. Like they both 
used the same title for him somehow. And it's like, so did that idea come to them organically or was it put in their brains yeah. somehow? Yeah. Hmm. Ronnie puts Betty in charge of being the getaway driver because mm-hmm. she actually knows about cars. Apparently. I find this to be a very good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, she knows about like, like, hey, like car mechanic. Yeah. So she's like, hey, maybe we should have a plan B. Mm-hmm. A plan B. Or like an extra precaution. Yeah, like she's like, hey, let's like double up. Like just really make sure that we've got all our bases covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you don't know how to drive a motorcycle. So base one has not been covered. <laughs> That's the main one. But Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So Joaquin and Archie are in the locker room and Joaquin is wrapping Archie's hands. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, what? Oh, I just like noticed that um, it said seaside stingrays. Seaside stingrays? That's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We're the stingrays. We're the stingrays. And it's like, the only thing you ever killed was Steve Irwin. Ooh. Wasn't that a jellyfish? No. Oh. Why would a jellyfish kill someone? I don't know. I always thought it was a jellyfish. No, it was a stingray tail. Okay. What were all of your um, mascots when you were going through school? Uh, I was the Parkview Panthers. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Ross Shepard Thunderbirds. So I got to do the, like, the same, the whole Grease thing. Because we were the Thunderbirds. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. What were yours? Um, uh, the Grandview Geckos. Geckos? We were in elementary school, so. That's so cute. Yeah. So we were the Grandview Geckos, the Eastview Eagles, mm-hmm. Hunting Hills Lightning. Okay. And then we, ha- and then Red Deer College was the Queens and the Kings. Oh, okay. So, like, the king, the dudes team would be the, were the Kings and the girls team were the queens oh, okay yeah we vfs didn't have sports mm. like film school didn't have sports sports so i was saying the other day i don't remember who i was talking to it might have been you that i like the most non-offensive thing that toronto could think of for having their mascot was they're like hey what if we just made it a velociraptor and it was like that's brilliant yeah <laughs> that's how all teams should be named yeah like get rid of the racist ones just all dinosaurs vol- all velociraptors yeah Okay, um, anyway, back to what's relevant. Yeah. Archie tries to warn Joaquin that something is, like, gonna happen. (laughs) Joaquin's Um, like, "Mm, bad news. He's like, yeah, something's really about (laughs) to happen. He's like, um, like, I'm a good bro, and I'm gonna come back for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're gonna sit five feet apart, because we're not gay. Yeah. And Joaquin's like, ooh. Bad news. All another bad news for ya. Yeah, I'm gonna close that five feet, like, just, like, really fast. Yeah, also, I am gay. Um, (laughs) yeah, I am gay, and I'm going to kiss you, without your consent. Mm -hmm. And also, because we used an advertising, we showed the queers that maybe we were gonna give them some rep, and then we took it away and i was like don't do that if you're writing tv or want to write tv don't use someone's sexuality as a distraction or like as a way to do something nice before you murder someone Mm -hmm. oh my god it's the dude version of the barrier gaze Mm. you got kissed and then you got stabbed yeah instead of kissed and shot Mm. Hmm. anyway um oh yeah by the way he gets heck and stabbed yeah yeah um, Jughead is narrating that the game begins with a Judas kiss. Do you want to tell everyone about the Judas kiss? Sure. Okay. So uh, I don't know how much I can speak on this. I can really only speak on what I saw from Wikipedia. But the kiss of Judas, also known especially Judas, in art Judas. as the betrayal of Christ. Can you put Judas in there? Like just a little bit. Of, of course. Judas. I love that song. Of course. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Judas, 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 Gaga. Also, but, like, the fact that it's called a Judas kiss, like, implies that Archie is Jesus, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) why? What if we just, like, walked right past that? Yeah, okay. Is how Judas identified Jesus to the multitude with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests and elders of the people to arrest him. So it's like, he's like, hey, just so all you guys know who the evil bad person you're trying to arrest is, I'll I'll kiss kiss him. him. 
I don't even know if they were there for that. It's like, or it's whatever, like but no like, homo, full murder. Yeah. The kiss is given by Judas in the Garden of Geth- what was Gethsemane. It? Gethsemane. Um, after the Last Supper an and X-Files leads... Episode. What? That was an X-Files episode. Okay. After the Last Supper and leads directly to the arrest of Jesus by the police force. Within the life of Jesus in the New Testament, the events of his identification to hostile forces and subsequent execution are directly foreshadowed both... When Jesus predicts his betrayal and Jesus predicts his death. More broadly, a Judas kiss may refer to an act appearing to be an act of friendship, which is in fact harmful to the recipient. So. No homo, but full murder. No homo, but murder. But like, an act appearing to be an act of friendship. Archie's like, whoa, you've just kind of done something without my consent. And also, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Yeah. What the heck? And then he's like, he's like so confused that he just got a kiss and he's like, what? And then he gets stabbed, and he's like, well, that's even more confusing! So it's, like, identifying him as the chosen one as the person who's, like, supposed to die, but also as a distraction before he stabs him. Let's just talk about the fact that, you know, queer baiting and all of that aside, the creepier undertone here is that, is this what the warden instructed Joaquin to do? To kiss Archie? Yeah. I can't, I can't say that I'm sad the warden's dead. Oh, no, me neither. No, because that guy was a full creep. This, for some reason, this reminds me of, like, the beginning of season one of The Hundred when Clark, like, sang a song to Adam before she killed him. Mm-hmm. She was, like, putting him down, too. She was, like... But that was a mercy. Yeah. Does Joaquin feel that way about this? Perhaps. That might be how... That might be how Joaquin feels. I don't know if how... That's, like, the what the warden was planning. Like, does Joaquin feel like this would make it less painful for anything, the way Archie dies? Like, okay, here's the thing. Here's here's why I call queer baiting. Okay. Because a hug would have worked just as well. Mm, totally. Or even a kiss on the cheek. Yep. And you didn't have to be full on the lips without consent. He would have just... He could have pulled Archie into, like, an actually really meaningful and, like, yeah. heartfelt hug. Thank him for saving his life when they were escaping. But instead they went straight for shock factor. Oh my god, it's a boy kissing a boy! Yeah. And, like, I know people disagree and they don't think it's queer baiting. My personal opinion is... I do think that it's a form of not, if it's not queer baiting, but weaponization of a sexuality for sure mm-hmm. in order to enact a shocking right. agenda. Because we know that Joaquin actually is queer. Exactly. But also the first time I saw this, like the last time somebody was kissing somebody to ascend, it was Jughead kissing Ethel. And she said that like, you that have to also kiss. coerced. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kiss the princess. That's how you do it. Like you have to kiss the princess. It's part of the rule. Wait, so Archie's Jesus and the princess? I literally like saw it and I was like, oh my God, Archie's the princess. <laughs> He's a Jesus princess? He's the red paladin, Jesus, and the princess. That's so much. He's got to pick one. Too many titles. Too many. The thing that I find interesting here is Juggy calls all of them the dream warriors. And he says, it's up to the dream warriors to save the paladin, Archie, mm-hmm. and restore peace to the realm. Yeah. Um, but they're short on time because he's got a little yeah. flippity flip. Hourglass, one might even say, if I could remember that word. Mm. And then the oh. guards are dragging Archie out as the game begins. Yes. Dream Warriors is the song that the Fredheads were playing last episode. Adorable. Yeah. Okay. But Joaquin mentions that this will make it so he can finally ascend. Yes. But the way that he says finally, like, it- How many times have you tried this, Joaquin? It implies that he's, like, been playing with the warden. Like, warden, the warden is, like, bringing dudes in, in, like, groups to play G&G. Like, I don't- I it just have a lot of questions. Than the Fight Club. That's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Fight Club? No, 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 no. This is the Night Club. Night the Club. The Mid Night Club. A beach. 
So Reggie and Ronnie roll up and they're like, wow, we are beautiful people. And I'm like, yes, you are beautiful people. Congrats. Only one of you wasn't wearing a terrible wig. <laughs> they don't have the password to this week's match. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they probably should have seen that coming. Yeah. But Jughead. Oh, my bad. Okay. They don't have the password to this week's match mm-hmm. because it changes each week. Yes. Meanwhile, Juggy says that Deadeye's path is blocked by a bridge troll. Mm. Shade on that one guard. Yeah. Oh, fully. <laughs> Last time's password was Contra. Yeah. Which is a run-and-gun video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System from 1987. That is specific. So, that's cute. All right. I love that she, like, fully is just like, yes, I am the daughter of the warden. No, we're not there yet. Oh, sorry. Because first, we have to set up what she has to do. Of course. So, Jughead says, Cheryl, what are you going to do? And she's going to roll for an intimidation spell. Mm -hmm. Cut to Ronnie's like, um, yeah, I'm the warden's daughter. And I'm like, shouldn't that guard know if the warden has a daughter? Yeah. Doesn't he seem like he's not married? Yeah. He doesn't even have a wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like he has a child. There's yeah. no pictures of her anywhere. But sure. She's like, um, I'm the warden's daughter and you should let me in. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's that easy. But it turns out it is that easy. Mm-hmm. So um, Cheryl is also successful in her intimidation spell work. Veronica says like, oh, yes, this is my fiance. I'm like, you're 16. Yeah, you're 16. You're vi- and you're. Like, I know, like, we know Cammy's, like, an actual adult, but, like, you look 16, so. Yeah. Okay. This is my fiancé? I'm like, okay. Um, but they are a couple in real life, and that's really cute. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Post-verbal. This show is post-verbal. Next is Kevin with the diversion soda can. And Fangs, who goes by Pantera in the game. Pantera was a heavy metal band in the 80s, but also... A giant cat. It means uh, a panther. Mm-hmm. So, f- yeah. He has fangs. fangs. Meow, meow. He said meow. Um, a guard, like, kind of... <gasps> what? This is stupid. Okay, it's stupid, so say it. So, like, there's this one moment where something good happens, and there's, like, a shot of fangs. Sweet people going, like, yeah, woo, right? Mm-hmm. And Jordan and Drew both tweeted that gif. And when Drew tweeted it, who who plays fangs, Drew, um, said, he wrote, yay, cat noise. Oh, ooh, so that role may come to mean something even bigger later on. Or Drew's just a dumbass, which is also a thing. Two things can be. <laughs> okay, so this guard, like, again, these guards are all kind of garbage. I don't think they get paid enough. Kevin should not have been able yeah. to get in with that. A guard kind of tries to stop Kevin, and Kevin's like, oh, well, I'm just going to deliver these. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, well, I'm just going to deliver them right over there. And I'm like, that's the same answer twice. Yeah. That's the same thing twice. That shouldn't work. So I guess that works. And Ronnie and Reggie are going to wait for the fight to start. Jughead says that they're entering the lion's den. So, you know, all these things are connected. Big cats. Big Um, cats. The paladin must meet his doom against a resurrected hellhound. Genius. Archie versus Mad Dog. Remember when we said Mad Dog wasn't dead? By the way, still don't think Mad Dog's dead again. Also still ship it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big move. Yeah. Man. Later. Okay. Um, no body, no death, so I think Mad Dog's still alive somewhere. Um, Where was he? Don't know. What a great question. I have so many questions. Also, Sam thought he was a werewolf, and them calling him a hellhound? Yeah, very is fitting. pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight starts. Archie wants to know where Mad Dog has been, so we- same. Oh my god, we have the same question. Well, wild. But he's not much of a talker? And I'm like, Archie, did you not learn that from, like, when you lived with Mad Dog for, like, that two days? He doesn't talk. My favorite part is when Archie goes- <laughs> Mad Dog, it's me, Archie. And Mad Dog's like, I know, idiot. You're the only redheaded moron I've seen in jail lately. Literally, you were roommates for like a week and it's been like maybe months. I don't know what the timeline is, but like it's been a while. Oh, I think it's not even been a month. Yeah. I think it's short ass time. And so he's like, 
it's me, Mad Dog. And Mad Dog's like, dude, it's... Yeah. You recognize me, I recognize you. That's how being friends work. But okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Betty sneaks over to a car in her little serpent jacket. Mm -hmm. Notice that Betty does not have the royal serpent jacket on. Yeah. She has a regular gang member serpent jacket. Thank God. Hmm. Because I was going to be pissed if she was one of the freaking royals for no reason. Yep. She rips something out from the engine. I don't know anything about cars because I didn't go to school for cars. Josie serves the rig soda. How did Josie get this job? I'm proud of her. And how did she, again, Josie's How 16. could they tell which ones were the ones that they did, you know? I think she just, gra- I think she just grabbed a flat of random soda. But then they end up like, but they pick up the ones from hers and then they they use those for like the smoke bombs. Maybe that was the only soda there. Maybe. Yeah. That's so weird. That Kevin would be like, I'm just going to deliver this thing that doesn't belong at all. And the guy's like, that's fine. What if someone stopped her train and was like, hey, I want soda. Oh my God. And they're like, glug, glug, what is this? It feels weird saying soda. I just want to say pop. Soda. Soda. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, barf. Anyway, she says the guards were betting against Archie and Reggie is like, um, yeah, that was pretty obvious from the size of Mad Dog. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but he's a large man. Shout out Wells. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if like some of the Riverdale cast watches the hundred? No, I think they have lives and we don't. Oh, okay. Well, if they did, they'd be like, oh my God, it's Wells. I don't know. Okay. It's time to deploy the soda cam. Uh, Gambit. So, Kevin arrives at the tunnel end. Jughead says that Pantera has arrived at the Mad Emperor's Tunnel and has found the entrance, but it has a Bano protection spell on it. Mm-hmm. We have tried to find out what Bano means. I think it's that Cole Sprouse can't speak Spanish. Because mm-hmm. Bano means bath. And I looked it up and protection, like, protection bath is a thing. Uh-huh. So, like, a Bano protection spell would make sense. It would be, a, like, a protection bath But Bano spell. just means bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, wh- I, this must mean something else that we're completely missing. Or they just picked a word, like they did with Gildite last episode. That's true. Yeah. We're trying to do research and they're like... The- we're trying to find logic in a show <laughs> with no logic. I don't know what is wrong with yeah. us. Okay, so... There's a protection spell on this tunnel. I feel like it would have been nice of Jughead to warn Kevin about that. Yeah. Be like, Kevin, by the way, oof, the tunnel's gonna be blocked. By the way, yeah, I wrote this into my thing, so I'm assuming that's gonna be what happened. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kevin, um, he sees Joaquin escaping because the warden clearly let him go after he stabbed Archie. This he's is, like, well done. This Murder? Is, you should leave jail. This is not the reunion I wanted for them. No. I wanted a happy, good reunion for them, and I'm upset. And, like, Kevin wants to know what's going on. He's like, um, what are you doing? And I'm like, girl, same. Joaquin says that it's too late for Archie, and, um, oh, I'm not going back to the Serpents because I've joined a cool new game, and you should go by. What the hell? So, I guess ascend, like, he said I can finally ascend means get out of prison? Uh, Yeah, ooh, maybe that is what that means. Okay, I like that. And I feel like the gang he's joined, like, I don't think that Joaquin has joined the ghoulies. I think that what it is is that he's, like, talking about, like, G&G. Yeah. That's what I think. He's joined, like, the dream warriors. Yeah. So, Archie gets punched again. Uh, That's really satisfying. Classic. I like seeing it. Mad Dog wants him to fight back, but instead Archie hugs him. And tells him that they're going to escape. And I'm like, oh. Oh, ship it. But this parallels. This parallels Archie being like, hit me to that other guy, right? Yeah. Mad Dog says he won't make it after getting shivved, which like should be correct. That should be absolutely correct. Archie should have gone down immediately. Mm-hmm. But it's television. Yeah. Um. So Archie's like, my sheer force of will will keep me alive. <laughs> Adrenaline beach. And Mad Dog's like, okay. Oh my I God. I believe in you. Oh my God. What? what? Dude. Archie has a really gnarly open wound 
and he goes down that drain, there's so much bacteria in there. Ew, Ew! I just realized that there's no way that Tony's haphazard nursing skills are going to, like, fix up that entire wound. Like, there's no freaking way, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about that No. Anymore. Especially because, like, who knows what was in that tunnel. Yeah. Because he Ew. came out, like, it had, like, blood water in it because, like, yeah. that's what he was, like, hosing down. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, dude. So many other people's blood. Yeah. Is in, ew, a lot of bloodborne go. illnesses. Gotta go. Gotta go. In the game, it's Cheryl's turn and time is running out. Betty shows up and they contemplate their, like, previously unknown lock. Thanks a lot, Jughead. Kevin tells Betty that he has to go after Joaquin. And I'm like, remember what Ronnie said? Like, even though it's a bad plan, you should stick to the plan? Yeah. Kevin. I get it, though. Oh, I get it, He too. loved Joaquin. So Jughead says, I'm going to throw a curveball in. They're about to come face to face with the dark dragon, yeah. which is evil, mm-hmm. has a forked tongue, and black slime. Like, it just has black slime? <laughs> he's like, just has it in a bucket, and he's like, I'm going to get you. Yeah, it's like, it, are you covered in black slime, or do you yeah. just like, is it like a hobby? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just making black. He's like, some of my slime is crunchy, some of it has sparkles oh. in it. And so like, if you go and you're like, okay, well, the dragon is obviously you know, freaking Hiram. Mm-hmm. The black slime is his hair gel. Yeah, he's been like, I've been to Michael's. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing is that I noticed that um, he calls Cheryl Deadeye Blossom. I love it. But uh, FP was also the Deadeye and Hermione called him Squire Pendleton. Maybe they kind of just pick whatever they want. Maybe they're just like, hey, whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Be like, well, that's probably where Princess Etheline came from. That's true. She's like, well, I'm gonna name myself a princess. She's like, yes, I am the princess, mm-hmm. so obviously I will use princess. Yes. Where the hell is Ethel? Is she still in the hospital? I don't know. All right. So anyway, speaking of Hiram, mm-hmm. because, you know, dragon. This made me laugh oh, out loud, Oh my dude. god. Literally, Ronnie sees him and, like, turns around and he's like, um... <laughs> what the heck? You in a blonde wig. <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah. And he goes up to her and, um, she does what I think we all want to do. Mm. Which is that she takes her heel and just crushes his foot. That's beautiful. Mm. She's like, this is going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. And I'm like, I don't think that will hurt you at all. If anything, that'll give you just a nice rush. Yeah. And while she does that, Cheryl impales the dragon with her concealed dagger. Ronnie gives the signal and everyone throws their can into the ring. Dude. Smoke. The signal, though. Like, the, I don't know how to explain this. What was this. that? It looked like the serpent hiss, exactly. but not quite. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain this on this audio podcast that we have, but I, you're in front of me. So, um, like, this is the serpent logo with, mm-hmm. like, the curved, curved fingers. fingers. It looks like fangs. Little fangs. Like, yeah, actual yeah. fangs. But Veronica's is like, her fingers are straight, and instead of being like, it's like, just down. Like, like, like bowing. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I wonder Or like, throw the can down. Yeah, if like the serpent is a snake, maybe this is a dragon. But I think this is also like a directional move that people use to silently communicate. Like, I've seen this in movies. Okay. Yeah. Either way, there's like smoke everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing that I really like about this is like, the smoke clears, and they don't immediately like, run they very calmly start to walk away. Yeah. Like, I, lo- I love that little detail. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Also, before when I said they were in the shallow end and we thought they were that was funny, and then I was like, actually, I'm not sure. Like, we haven't had any, like, super big wide shots for me to be able to tell. They were in the deep end. I apologize profusely. You fool. Yeah. How dare you? But now we know. Now it does not matter anymore. Well, in the deep end, well, Archie's in the deep end right now. And he's like, Mad Dog, my best friend, my bro, mm-hmm. the other half of Marchie, <laughs> come with me, run away with me. Ugh. And Mad Dog says he won't fit through the grate, which implies that he tried. Yeah. And that works out a lot. He bulked up too much. Damn it. 
The one time when being too big is a problem. <laughs> Damn my Adonis-like body. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'll hold off the guards while Art, we're like, you run away. And I'm like, oh, oh. You, you go friend. And then Hiram is like, really pupset? Mm-hmm. But you know who's more pupset? Warden the Norton. warden. He's like, I can't finish my quest. And I'm gonna scream about it. Do you think that the fact that he can't finish his quest means he has to die? Yes. Well, then why don't you just try and get Archie back and kill him, try and kill him again? Like, that's what he did do. He sent the guards after Archie. I know, but, like, I don't know if, if they were like, here's the quest. You have to finish this or you have to die. I wouldn't try twice and then die. Like, I would, like, keep trying. But... As Jughead said with Cheryl's quest, mm. it was on a time limit. Okay. So okay, know. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So they have to find Archie. Betty picks the tunnel lock as Archie arrives all la- nasty looking. And then he kind of like emerges from the tunnel covered in slime. And I'm like, what kind of birth imagery? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, they reunite <laughs> and Betty's like, hey, you've been stabbed. And Archie's like, you brought me clothes. That was such, that was a cute moment. It was, I, oh my God. The hashtag Barchi. Yeah. I'm it. like, their the relationship. The smile on his face. The, the really, their relationship. Like, I'm so much more interested in his relationship with Betty. Not even necessarily. Agreed. Just his friendship. Ro- not even necessarily yeah. romantic wise. I just find them so interesting because, you know, his, his relationship with Veronica is interesting too. But, like, he's known Betty for, like, his whole life. Maybe yeah, they're even lifelong longer, friends. Maybe even longer than he's known Jughead. Yeah. Even, like, slightly. And, like, whenever Betty and Archie are together, I think KJ and Lily have sort of an effortlessly familiar chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, like... Where whenever you see Archie and Jughead together, you don't really get the idea that they've been lifelong friends. But Archie and Betty, to me, I feel like childhood friends. Like, can I, I see it. Can I give some praise to KJ and Lily right right quick? Because now I'm thinking about that. And when I, when we were watching last week's episode, never did I even, when KJ and Lily kissed as Fred and Alice, I didn't see Betty and Archie at all. Nope. Nope, I saw Fred and Alice. They're very good actors. When I but but when I saw when Cole and Lily kissed and when Camila and KJ kissed, yeah, just I just like, saw their characters. Yeah. And maybe, you know, partially that's probably because their characters are together. And we're used to them and kissing. And we're used to yeah. them kissing, but yeah, just like I yeah. mean, yeah, that's my full thought, I guess. They, they can change their chemistry, which I think is really unique. Yeah. So the gang now has to free the paladin, but the emperor is still after them. Mm-hmm. The warden can't start his car. Thanks, Betty. Yeah. So she zooms past everyone on Jughead's bike. Love that. It I was love that. Such a victorious moment. So satisfying seeing him like trying to like oh, like turn on his car and going no. And he like drives like a vintage Mercedes, and I'm like, really? You're gonna have to. Could get you that- be more of like a caricature yeah. of a human being? Maybe that's half of why he killed himself. Is he's just like oh, I can't afford to get that fixed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, I want to just say thank God that all of the guards also had motorcycles conveniently. Somehow. Like, they didn't go in cars. They all had motorcycles. I guess. They just had them ready to go. Yeah. So Jughead says they're leading them on a merry pursuit, but their steed is no match for the Calvary's mighty stallion. Just a lot of horse and car imagery. I loved, I actually loved this moment with, like, Jughead's... Oh yeah, the whole race with the narration, like, it's so good. Also, it's so fun for Cole because on all of his narration, he has to be like, yes, welcome to Riverdale. Here's a thing about Riverdale. You know, and now he has to be like, he gets to like, he escalates and escalates and Mm -hmm. escalates through the whole thing. And it really like ratches up the tension, like crazy amounts. So like Betty and quote unquote Archie Mm -hmm. drive through the forest like crazy. Jughead asks the gang if they want to give up because they're being pursued. And Mm -hmm. all of them are like, no way, no way, no way. I love them. It is so cute. They all want to keep going. Those characters 
Listen, the characters in that bunker right now are the best ones. The best ones. Yes. And if I'm- FP and Alice were there, I would be like, okay, just close the hatch. This is, this is the show. <laughs> this is it, yeah. So the the race hits a fever pitch and Jughead says they're going to be victorious, but all of a sudden a cliff is coming <gasps> and they have to stop. No. And then Betty runs into a roadblock of guards. No. And they have to stop. Stop. She and Archie are busted. No. But then, <gasps> it's Kevin! I love that crap. It was perfect. Also, Kevin in a serpent jacket. Yes, God. Oh my God. You look really cute in it. Oh my God. Kevin joined the Serpents Challenge. Yeah! So in the game, the deception gambit has paid off. And then Shoney kiss, and I'm like, yes! Good stuff. And meanwhile, Ronnie and Reggie snuggle, snuggle Archie, because I wrote that instead of smuggle. They oh, snuggle it. They like just snuggle it. Snuggle. Um, they throw him into the car while Josie drives. Mm-hmm. They throw him onto his own Letterman jacket. I guess, which I think is kind of funny. That's so cute. They're like, "Hey, here's all the Archie stuff that we found that we had." Exactly. <laughs> like here, here's every recognizable Archie thing. Well, like that's a, that's honestly kind of sweet too. Comforting. Because like, if it was me and like all of my belongings had been stripped from me, if they're like a familiar hey, thing, here's all yeah. of the things that we could find that were yours. Yeah, and like, like thank it, you. It helps you get your humanity back. Yeah. Yeah. So the paladin is out of time. Everyone wants to know what happens next, but Jughead, like, didn't write the ending because he thought that this life or death thing that his friends were doing would help him with his sweet game. Mm. He's like, I thought we would have the answer. And they're like, where is the red paladin? Mm -hmm. And then in the forest, the warden asks Kevin where the red paladin is. And oh, boy. Say, I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, literally, Kevin's like, I don't know the word paladin. Yeah. And yeah, I guess Archie has red hair. Yeah, I guess. Betty holds up Mace and tells him to let Kevin go. That's not much of a threat. You have Mace, everyone else has guns. If anyone's the Red Paladin, it's Cheryl. Okay, that's fair. No one knows where the red if the Red Paladin is alive, but then knocking comes from the bunker door. And then Archie just falls down. That What, did Veronica just go like... Pfft. They just, she just push him in? Yeah, like, literally she was like, get in. And like, I'm like, when I first saw it, I thought maybe I missed him like trying to like get down the ladder. But yeah, then, like, and then but like then, falling. Yeah, missing a rung or something because he's so weak or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't just even like, try. And get, <laughs> he doesn't even try. It's he a just full splat. It. Yeah, like. It's a full splat. And you can't even like, like they don't have any, they wouldn't have any padding down, right? Like it's a full on like wide shot of him just falling. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Now it's one way to climb down a ladder. Sure. I guess it's you just skip the ladder. Fun. Snakes and ladders, you pick the snake. Oh, mm. because he's getting in the whole thing yeah. with a giant yeah. group of serpents. Yeah. And I like that Juggy goes up and like immediately like wraps his arms around him. Oh. I'm like, hey, Jughead, you could have been part of this whole thing if you weren't so preoccupied with some dumb RPG game. But yeah, whatever. At least he wasn't RPG doing anything game. illegal. Except now they're coming in and they're just like, hey, we're bringing the Ill- illegality to you. Yeah, they're like, you didn't want to participate? Do it. <laughs> So Tony's magically a doctor and patches Archie up. What? Hope she has some antibiotics and stuff. I don't know. She has so many different hobbies that I'm like, okay. Like, does she know to do stitches too? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie wants to know what happened and Archie tells her, hey, yeah, Joaquin stabbed me. And Kevin's like, he did what? No. Um, but he- Archie <laughs> thinks the warden made him do it. Yes. Robin, who is like wiggling on the couch. May I remind you sure. that there is somebody in this room mm-hmm. who potentially was even closer to Joaquin than Kevin and deserved a, um, 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 a close-up in this moment. Jacket? His name is Fangs Fogarty. Oh. And Kevin and Fangs' whole thing when they first, like, met was Fangs said, I knew Joaquin, we were friends. Oh, yeah. Fangs should have been like, hey, Joaquin stabbed who and what Yeah, now? he'd been like, what the heck is wrong with Joaquin? I hope that when they see Joaquin that, like, they talk about that. Yeah. Because 
because you're always saying, and like everybody's always saying that like Fangs doesn't have a character at all. But like I'm trying to be out here remembering all of the character traits that they gave him and mm-hmm. then are just ignoring. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, okay, so Archie thinks Warden made Joaquin do it, and also where did he go? Yeah. Um, and Archie's like, hey, by the way, um, I was stabbed, and also, where am I? Yeah, <laughs> what the heck? And they're like, well, you're in Dilton's bunker, which, yes, he has, um, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Dilton has a bunker, and I'm like, oh, present tense. I appreciate the writers remembering that, though, that yeah. Archie doesn't know that of, Dilton died. Yeah, exactly. And how would he guess that, even? You know? Like, yeah, it'd be like, oh, Dilton has a bunker? That's so weird. Like, in a million years, you'd never think he died. No, he's, he's like, 16 years old. No! Um, Ronnie notices the brand on Archie's hip, mm-hmm. and she looks at it, and Bug hit her like, what the heck? Is that? And everyone's like a little bit horrified, and then they immediately kind of move on. Yeah. They're like, hey, that's weird. Okay, so if someone needs to stay here with Archie, <laughs> um, and I need to go home and deal with my dad, so Bughead volunteered to do that. Sweet Pea and Fangs are like holding a pillow for some reason. We were talking about this, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that they like are like- we need a close-up on Sweet Pea and Fangs, but they need to be doing something. And Jordan and Drew are just, like, nuts. So they just be like, yeah, we'll hold this pillow between us. Like, they're just dopes. I like how they think that's, like, funny and random. I'm like, this is only a pillow. They're all part of a pack now. No one knows what happened or where Archie is to mm-hmm. the grave. Yeah. Which is what the Midnight Club exactly. said to each other. Yeah. So, um, this is my favorite scene. What? Yes, what? Sorry, before mm-hmm. we start, um, are they just gonna ignore Sweet Pea and Josie's relationship? Because yes. it was literally, like, that one scene in 301, and then it has not been brought up again. Yeah, they'll probably ignore it until it's convenient again. Um, that's upsetting to me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. So this is my favorite scene in the episode, mm. which is Hermione finally expresses an emotion- that isn't, like, being casually upset by everything. Mm. Um, she is losing her crap on Hiram. People keep harassing her for information on Archie, and she is, like, in deep with the Innocence Project, and Hiram's just running around with an underground fighting ring. Cute. He is, she is married to a huge loser. Huge. Hermione, she even took donations from Ward Norton. Yeah. So she looks super dirty, and Hiram tells her to stop yelling. This is, like, garbage. In this moment, you can see, like, Hiram thinks that she's being ridiculous and hysterical. And yeah. I'm like, you are such a manipulative, abusive piece of crap. She is so entitled to her rage. She never gets mad at anything. And, like, you have screwed her out of so many things. And this is what you're doing. Yeah. So she's like, um, I'm going to keep yelling. And you should just keep shutting up. Ronnie arrives. And um, Hermione is like, I'm taking no prisoners. I'm getting you, too. She says they're both obsessed with Archie and that it will destroy their family. Find someone more interesting to be obsessed with. Oh my god. But I'm so glad that they were finally just like, Hiram, you're obsessed with Archie. Like, we were all like, oh my god, Archie's obsessed with Hiram. Hiram's just as obsessed with Archie. Yeah, and it's like, why are you so obsessed with a 16-year-old kid? Calm down. Yeah. He's he's a kid. Mm -hmm. So Kevin, Reggie, and Josie are at Pops. Kevin tried to find Joaquin, but he had to double back to be the decoy. So I'm glad they, like, filled that part in. Yeah, I'm glad... And, like, it's clear from the trailer, which we haven't seen the extended edition mm. or extended version for yet, but mm-hmm. it's clear that they do find Joaquin, so I'm glad about that, that, yeah. that this isn't just, like, the end of Joaquin, because that would be, like, like, we thought it was the end of Joaquin in season one, and then we, then we, and thought, then yeah. we thought it was the end of Joaquin in season two. And then and he then, just keeps going back. I love that. Kind of worried that he's going to die at some point. Yeah. Well, Well, that's the thing. Like, we said before, like, what if Archie kills Joaquin by accident, Exactly. So they're, like, talking about stuff, and, like, Reggie loudly is, like, I'm going to forget what discretion is. And you start thinking how unbelievable it is that they pulled the escape off. And I'm like, Reggie, you really are dumb as a box of rocks, aren't you? Yeah. Box of rocks. Box of rocks. He wants to know if they're all in on playing the game now. And... So the secondaries 
are going to play the game yep. so that they can be interesting also. Yep. Exactly. And then the radio announces that Archie has escaped and is considered extremely dangerous. And I'm like... <laughs> they're like, not to us, so we're fine. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, he's escaped. Oh my god, that's so weird. Archie escaped. <gasps> that's shocking. I can't believe that. Oh my god. It's, I don't feel um, positive or negative either way. Of yeah. <laughs> um, the extremely, extremely dangerous Archie is asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bughead discuss his brand. Um, they say that it looks like a rune of yeah, the Gargoyle King. I think so too. And if w- Joaquin says, um, with it meaning sacrifice, yes. we don't know what S looks like. So pretend, like maybe- Yeah, it could just be an S. Could just be an S, but- The warden called Archie the Red Paladin, so mm-hmm. he must be playing the game too. Yeah. What if Norton is the Gargoyle King? Yeah. Betty's like, hey, instead of theorizing about this, what if you go take a nap? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Just, just go take a sleep because you kind of look like that crazy alien conspiracy theory guy, you know? Um, so he's like, oh, okay. But before he goes, he says, he walks up to Archie and he's like, sleep well, paladin, because he has a bad feeling trials or his trials are only beginning. Okay. That's your friend, Archie. <laughs> That's your friend, Archie. Yeah. Be a human again. Anyway, the warden looks at the paladin card and the quest card to kill him. And he's like, oh, I'm ruminating over this one. Mm-hmm. And someone interrupts and is like, hey, Hermione Lodge is there? And he's like, oh, don't want to deal with that. Uh, how should I deal with Hermione Lodge? I'm going to leave her to find my dead body. Mm-hmm. So he pours a cyanide capsule into the chalice, drinks it, heckin' dies, RIP in pieces. That's so annoying. Cause, yeah, it's cause so annoying when you go to talk to someone and they die. Well, the thing is that, like, he's going to be like, hey, um, yeah, just tell her I'll be right there. And so she's like, cool. How long does she have to wait until the, like, person goes back in to figure out what yep. the heck? Like, like... <sighs> 10 minutes, yeah. half an hour, an hour, like... And how many times is Hermione going to be traumatized mm-hmm. by indirect things that Hiram has done? She was there when they associates. found... She was there when they found Principal Featherhead. Mm-hmm. And she knows about Dilton and Ben. And she was shot at, mm-hmm. and, like, just all this horrible yeah. stuff has happened to her. Yeah. But um, we also, we know that the Warden can't be the Gargoyle King. At least this Gargoyle he's, King. Because he's dead. Unless... Like we thought with the Black Hood, there's, there's more, more than one. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jughead leaves the bunker. He sees the Gargoyle King in the forest. And instead of being like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of this. Mm. Um, he just kneels. He's like, I thought this was going to happen a little bit later, but I appreciate being worthy now. I miss what Jughead was saying. <gasps> Betty's not playing. No, she will. But not right now. Do you think if she tries to play, they'll be like, oh, Betty, sorry, you're not worthy. Because Maybe. Ethel told her that she wasn't worthy Maybe. ever to play. That would be interesting. I don't know. She has to, like, play her own game. I wonder to play with Alice. Oh my gosh. As if. But I want it. So that's it. That's a lot. So we did it. Segments? Yes. Cool. So my first segment is a sexual jughead question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, at least yes. I don't care. He's a crazy boy, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and mine is, which MILF was the most badass in this episode? Hermione. Hermione, for sure. Hermione. She's yeah. valid. I love her rage. I want more of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? FP um, knew it was Alice. Knew it was Alice. I don't know. Like they, he acknowledged history for sure. Yeah, history with Alice in the context of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but still, history yeah. was acknowledged. Yes. Uh, now it's time for our best line award. Uh, my best line award goes to Reggie for. There's no way my old man hung out and did like cosplay with a group of lame ass nerds. <laughs> Me, I'm a lame ass nerd for sure. I am also. I am somehow both of them at the same time. Mm. Where I'm like lame ass nerd, but I've done the cosplay as well. Yeah. You and then I'm also going to give an honorable mention to Kevin for. Oh, that is super annoying. I am. St- I just, I love him so much. That is super annoying. Is we su- laughed out loud yeah. at that point because it's just like. When you're inconvenienced, but yeah. you can't do anything about it. You're just like, I'm just going to about this. Yeah. 
And mine goes to Veronica for thank you for mansplaining my business to me. I love a feminist legend. Iconic. Mm -hmm. Okay, time for trailer reactions in three, two, one, play. play. I saw him. There are others. They look like his disciples. Oh, what God. The There's more. How far do you think you're going to get? Someone's sending us a message. So Archie goes on the run. There's so much happening. Mean? Why is it written on his hands? Sacrifice me. Too late. Don't you oh, say goodbye uh -oh. to you, Archie Andrews? All of the oh, secrets. Why is Margot King in the Cooper house? Riverdale. Uh -oh, uh -oh, all new episodes, uh -oh, uh -oh. Wednesday, November 28th. Why is the Gargoyle King in the Cooper house? Okay, listen. Do you remember in Silent Night, Deadly Night, episode 209? I do. When there was like that creepy Santa slash Black Hood in the house? Yes. That, and oh, it was and it just was a, a dream. dream. Yeah. Every time that there's something scary in the Cooper house. It's like, oh yeah, that was just a dream. Okay, so gargoyle king and all these people are wearing gargoyle masks which is like a thing in this show for some reason because yeah. that one time when everyone was wearing wolf masks to scare archie yep that one time where uh, all the serpents were wearing serpent masks like okay so this reminds me of the fire because they also or like the the farm because they yep. also had a fire right <sighs> once again more people are having sex in dilton's bunker yeah a Varchie dead boy bed together once again they are children a dead boy um and then Archie is in his feelings somewhere. He's wearing a hat. Weird. Uh, kind of looks like the bus station. Oh, the bus station. Or a you hospital. Think? Or a hospital. I. Um, oh yeah, hospital. Because the next oh. shot is Kevin, and it looks like a hospital. Oh, I love that Kevin and Archie are having a chat. It feels like they never talk. I think Kevin and Archie are having a whole adventure together. Oh my god, I love that for them. Yeah, I, I also love that. Oh yeah, because they have to go find Joaquin. Yeah, exactly. Okay, love that Sweepy has a line in the trailer. And he said they're sending a message. So what have they done to the trailer park? Oh my gosh. Kind of worried. Who's computer do you think veronica's on also oh it's hermione's it says mayor.doc oh hermione's or it could be the wardens right okay so then jughead has written it on his <gasps> hand obviously just so he can be what like hello hiram's <gasps> what if hiram was norton's game master oh snap ew I that would make Hiram. so much sense considering the crap that he was doing with Penny last season. He was the one moving everything into place. He, yeah, he even had like a group of people that he was like hanging out with, right? Is Hiram the Gargoyle King? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Every time that, listen, every time. So at the end of every season, they choose a dad to be bad. Um, and then the dad leaves. Uh-huh. Like in season one, they decided Clifford is the bad dad. Then he, he died. Leave. Yeah. Then they decided Hal was the bad dad. He goes to jail. So if Hiram's the bad dad, I'll be thrilled. Goodbye, Hiram. And then we will only be left with two dads. Two dads. The two good Three ones. dads, Tom. Three good dads. Yeah. yeah. It, honestly, it's Hiram's turn. Okay. Yeah, Mayor.doc, guidelines, oh my department. God, he's with Sweet Pea, you guys. Why is it on his hand? Because he's like, because he like wrote it down and it's just like, hey, some, like when he, when we find Joaquin, Why would we'll you write him. it on your palm? Write it on the back of your hand. Your palms get sweaty. I guess that's true. Knees weak, arms spaghetti. There's vomit on his sweater already. I gotta go. Um, but I, I hope that they bring up the fact that Joaquin was, like, friends with them. Yeah. Because canonically, Joaquin was, like, one of their good friends. So there you go. There's your unless acknowledgement they fully that you wanted. Unless they fully ignore it, which will be disappointing. They might. More graffiti okay. on a cave wall. Yeah, graffiti. That honestly, like, with the, the like, goat head and everything, that's Sabrina, dude. This that's, is, like, so Sabrina. This looks like a suicide bunker. Oh my god, this is scary. Oh, okay. it fully is. All these people are dead. Ew, bye. Okay, and then something bad is happening to Josie, and it looks like Hermione is in the background, and then Principal Weatherby. Yep. Okay, with Reggie and Cheryl. Okay, so that's very, like, something that happened with Eth. That seems to be what happened with Ethel, maybe. I think it's that- I think they were afraid, but I think Josie was just asleep. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Betty's standing up in the bunker. FP and Jughead are fighting. There are balloons behind Yeah, there's some kind of party going on, I guess. Talking to Archie on the phone, she's saying, don't say goodbye to me. So, like, I feel like Archie's probably just, like, running away from Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. Gargoyle King's in the Cooper house. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know about that. Hiram must be in the speakeasy because that's where the portrait is now. Yep. Well, they're all there. All the adults are there. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, right. We've seen these And these Betty must have stills. called them there, probably yeah. with Jughead, to get the explanations that they oh, want. Oh, my God. I want Betty's jacket. <laughs> the one with the milkshake? With this little milkshake decal. That's so cute. It's really cute. I'm obsessed. And obviously, we have a, a bit of a hiatus, which, if you're listening to this, you know, because yeah. it's coming out way later than it usually does. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. Probably a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered seasons four and five. We'll be covering season six. And we'll be at Unity Days in January to cover that 100 convention. Yeah. And if you are so inclined, please write us a review on iTunes. We would love to hear from you there, as well as on our survey. Thanks. Oh, we forgot to mention, we also are covering The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're working on that right now. Yes, we are currently watching it, yeah. and so that will be happening. If you are a fan of Lost, which I personally am, um, we also talk about that show too. We are in the middle of season two right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a break until the end of Riverdale, I think, as mm-hmm. soon as uh, the new year starts. But um, yeah. And um, coming in 2019, a pod that is a thing that is strange. So strange. So strange. Uh, and prepare for a segment all about Steve Harrington being a good guy. All right. You can follow at the Autos on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Mostly Twitter, though. Yeah, we prefer it there. Yeah, I post a lot on our Tumblr, though. So please go follow us. I work hard. Thanks. <laughs> Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaffectionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it. Please consider donating because um, this stuff is expensive. Yeah, and we really appreciate it. Uh, though, honestly, the work that we put in is like enough for a full-time job for the both of us, but we obviously don't make that much money, so help! Yeah, <laughs> but we love doing it. But we love doing it yeah. so much fun, yeah. and and it makes it worth it knowing that you guys also enjoy it. And a way that you can show us that you enjoy it is by donating to our Patreon. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Yes, and the next episode is episode 306, Manhunter. Manhunter is a 1986 American crime horror film based on the novel Red Dragon by Thomas Harris. The film focuses on this dude who comes out of retirement to lend his talent to an investigation uh, of a killer known as the Tooth Fairy. Confront demons of his past and meet with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I was gonna say a dude coming out in like William Peterson. Focuses on the forensic work carried out by the FBI to track down killers and shows the long-term effects that cases like this have on profilers such as Graham who's the main character. Highlighting the similarities between him and his quarry. Yeah, Will Graham that's like, it's basically Hannibal. Okay, show. Cool. Will and Hannibal. But obviously, you know, Manhunter also means, like, they're all looking for Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Um, I only watched Manhunter because I went through a CSI phase as a teen. Did you enjoy it? I did. That's good. Very good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bing. Bing, 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 bong. Wow, what beautiful song.